0: Good evening. This is a presentation of Movement Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Hauntings of. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. Ha ha ha. Hey everybody, this is Talon Williams from Movement Radio and I want to talk about a very special offer that my buddy Sean Thompson is giving away for you guys with Thompson personal training. Now I've been working with Sean for the past couple of weeks, been working out, been working on cardio, working on cardiovascular stuff, boxing in ring stuff, and dude is the truth. He is going to give you guys the best possible workout you can possibly ask for. And if you guys want to take advantage of this deal, check him out on Facebook. He is giving away 1 month All you got to do is sign up for three months and you get the fourth month absolutely free. So check him out on Facebook, Sean Thompson, or go to Thompson's Personal Training on Facebook and see what it's all about. Now, back to the show. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of The Hauntings Of. Thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, Before we actually get into The Hauntings Of today, uh, we're going to be kicking it to Chip for a very special announcement about a poll that we recently dropped last week. And now Chip has the results of that poll. So Chip, take it away.
1: All right, so we told you last week um, that we would put up a poll because we were getting ready to do our next rock retrospective. So uh last week we told you that uh we were gonna pit uh Lincoln Park up against Nickelback. Uh the results are in that poll ended yesterday at noon. Uh, and it was uh not as close as uh anybody thought <laughs> it would be. Uh, yeah, eighty-three percent, eighty-three percent of the voters voted for Lincoln Park. So So 17%
0: of people either didn't, either wanted us to really talk about Nickelback or they just picked it just to say like, hey, I want to be a dick and make them guys talk about it or whatever.
1: That is correct. So um, on next week's episode, we will be doing our very next Rock rock Retrospective um, on Lincoln Park. We'll go over the uh, origins of the band, uh, how they evolved over the years, uh, and, and everything. So, you know, give us give us a listen next week, definitely, if you want to hear all things yes, Lincoln Park. Yes, yes. But yes, but today today is all about the haunted places of Maine. So, Maine is a beautiful state. In the easternmost part of the united states when people think of maine they think of rolling mountains jagged rocky coastlines and some of the best seafood in the world right right well <clears throat> a conversation about maine would not be complete without mentioning its lobster hey, and
0: is very very good actually you ever get a chance to especially with that little bit of that uh don't go to any place that has three in one Three in one oil. Use use actual real butter on a lobster or a clam because that's that's the best that's the best way to do it. It's not not the healthiest way to do it, right? But it's good. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> uh, so this beautiful state is also the
1: home to a number of locations that experience paranormal yes, activities. Indeed. Here are just a few. Uh, kick it back to Talon
0: for the very first. Yes, indeed. And we are going to first talk about Maine State Prison. And this is in Thomaston, uh, Maine. Now, back in 1824 in Thomaston, Maine, the, the Maine State Prison was established. Now, the purpose behind the facility was for prisoners to serve out life sentences while doing hard labor. In other cases, prisoners served hard labor for shorter periods of time. Now, men and women alike served time at the prison. Eventually, women were moved from the facility. During its history, the facility was devastated by fires multiple times and had sustained multiple rebuilds over the years. The prison also had, a sec- had sections for mental health, and they had also segregation units. I'm sorry, I should turn that down. I apologize. Now, in the many years... The main state prison has been used. There has also been reports of sightings from guards and prisoners alike. Guards have claimed to see people, I'm sorry, guards have made claims of someone watching them when there's nobody else around. Others have stated that they've seen the spirits of former prisoners at night when the prison is at its most quietest. Many believe some of the hauntings are directly or a direct result of equipment from the old prison in Thomaston moved move, being moved to and used at the prison Now um, that one that one's different like I mean because you would think of all the different you know because it says that you know it was about fires and that it's been rebuilt a couple of times and you think to yourself you know did, did there was there a lot of people that died in the fire were there people who you know when you see former prisoners, Cause anytime you think of haunted prisons, like other prisons that we've looked at in the past on this, on, on, on on this program, you know, it was mainly about torture or things like that. Like they were not treated with the best care and things like that. Um, don't really have that vibe coming from this place, you know? Um, Uh, go ahead.
1: No, I, I didn't really get that vibe from it either. Um, do find it ironic that they they said that some people think that the hauntings are a direct result of the equipment yeah. from an old prison being moved to and used at the main state right. prison. Um I, I wonder what exactly they mean by that. Like why would you
0: think right. that? I mean, because we all um, I mean, granted, we all you know you know, in a sense, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've had accidents before, moving things before, I mean, it's happened before, if you've ever moved into, if you've ever helped anybody move into a trailer park, you know, someone got injured somewhere, um, <laughs> had a buddy in my, had a buddy in my long time, it's like, dude, I want, I wanted to move away from her, but I had no, I had no idea anyone who owned a truck, like, really, <laughs> is that why the TV was broken when you first went? anyway, different story, I'll talk about it all different time. but anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, the the hauntings are the direct result of the equipment being moved from the old prison, that one to me, because mostly whenever we do these hauntings, you know how, you know, how we we, we both have the test. Even me as a believer in ghosts and you as a non-believer in ghosts, even you can tell the stories that even if you aren't a really a, a true believer, they'll still give you goosebumps. They'll still make you like, ooh, that's a little bit too eerie for me. And I don't even believe in this shit, you know. I didn't get that from this right you know? like to me this is nothing compared to like moundsville state prison or you know kentucky you know state penitentiary or anything like that you know um I, I would say this one really isn't really that even interesting to be honest with you all right no no i uh it feels a little more
1: made up than uh yeah, because there's now. not
0: really no website you can go to there's no haunting, haunting background or anything but if anybody has information please please uh, enlighten us and let us know so we can further expand upon that um, Yeah. so that you got correct. the next one Bubba? Uh, yes uh, next up is
1: Strand Cinema in Skowegion and I'm not positive I'm saying that properly but we're going to go with it um uh, so when the strand cinema opened in november of 1929 the seating capacity was for only a thousand people in the one theater right okay so in its almost yeah yeah so in its almost 100 year history the strand cinema has undergone numerous renovations additional theaters as well as an apartment have been added to the building. That's interesting that they would add an apartment
0: to a movie theater, but. I mean, it might be somebody, maybe somebody, I don't know, because you know how some people do like these, these overnight screenings. Maybe the caretaker. Yeah, either the caretaker of the facility or maybe some people do like, you know how some theaters will do like midnight screenings of certain movies. They've done it for Star Wars, they've done it for like Rocky Horror Picture Show and things like that. Maybe they rent the apartment to people who might not feel like driving back home after, you know, doing, you know, staying, waiting in line to go watch a movie they've already seen 15,000 times that they can easily stream on Netflix or whatever. But anyway, it... it ain't nothing like seeing it, it, it on the big screen. That is true. Screen. ain't nothing like seeing it on the big screen. Anyway, go ahead and continue. Uh, so...
1: Uh, <clears throat> although the Strand Cinema has provided countless people with an opportunity to enjoy a live performance or a movie in later years, some Patreons have... And employees have experienced paranormal okay. activity. Okay. Okay. So some employees have experienced power tools that have been unplugged just working on their own and shocking right. them. Why would you... Here's my question. If you see a drill that's unplugged and it's going... Why are you going to try <laughs> to touch it?
0: Here's your son. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> i mean really i mean why would you yeah first of all if i see first of all if i yeah if something if an unplugged tool power tool is going ringing, yep i'm like fuck it i'm gone i don't i don't i don't need to be here anymore i'm done you know yep yep um so
1: other individuals report that a ghost or ghost like uh uh, to smear paint on the walls of the building Uh uh-huh Ectoplasm,
0: maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, further reports say that a ghostly figure smears handprints all over the theater screens. Hmm.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. They don't want people
1: to watch. Yeah, they don't want people, people to watch the the movies. Yeah, I, I guess suppose.
0: not.
1: No. Um, so in other reports, an employee who went to the basement to fetch some ice felt overcome by a spirit and was stuck frozen on the steps for a while before she was once allowed to move
0: allowed
1: that's the word that
0: that 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 screamed the loudest to me was the word allowed
1: yeah like you know like somebody grabbed you and was like all right you ain't moving until I tell you (laughs) right you're like uh, okay, uh, ghost man. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real with you. If I go to the basement to get ice, nobody else around, and I just like I'm in mid stride and I get frozen, and it's like uh, uh, I can't move. What, what the hell is going on? Like uh, uh, and then I get this, this like overcome with this feeling of. You know, like just I can't move. And then somebody's like, all right, you can move now. That's my last day work. Right. There. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm done.
0: I'm put I'm put, <laughs> I put, I put <laughs> I'm putting my, my, my name tag on the table. I'm put giving you the keys, like, nope, fuck this shit. I don't want it no more. Bye bye. You know.
1: Yep. Uh-uh. Not even giving you a two nope. week notice. I'm giving you a two yep. minute notice. <laughs> notice. two-minute Just long enough for me to Yep. Well, that two minutes is just long enough for me to give you my keys, give you my name tag, take my little vest off, and tell right. you bye. <laughs>
0: you I'm going to locker room. I'm gonna get my I'm gonna, oh. get my, I'm gonna get my, stuff out. Uh, I'm gonna go walk up to everybody that I ever met there that I didn't like. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you and fuck you and then gone. So, you know, gone. just just Ow. like Jim Brew and half bait.
1: Yes. Uh. So papers flying off desks and markers being tossed around, as well as strange sounds in the balconies and the basement, are some other odd occurrences that happen in the Strand Man. Cinema.
0: That may have So, the, is it okay? Now, here's my question: Is the Strand Cinema still around today? Do they still have like shows there? Are they still showing movies? Which Granted, COVID-19 did stop a lot of movie theaters from being shown, although uh, uh, there's some movie theaters that are already opening back up. Uh, I believe they said, I think, at the end of October, there were supposed to be movie theaters opening back up to the public. But still very few limited seating, and they're still going to do the social distancing thing. So, uh, are you you looking it up right now? I am. uh, And it is
1: uh, still, you, you can still go there and visit. They have... Um, guidelines they uh, you know for COVID you know you need to maintain physically distance while you're in line for tickets and concession and everything so uh, it actually looks you know like uh, a little nice place you know Um, tickets are only five dollars five dollars all show children 10 and under seniors 60 and up five dollars uh all adults up until 6 p.m are five dollars after 6 p.m it's only seven dollars monday special all day
0: five dollar shows that's uh, a deal though man i mean even if it did yeah. even if it didn't right. have all the extra haunting surrounding it, that's still a hell of a deal, man. Cause there's some movie theaters yeah, where you gotta yeah. pay like $11, 12 bucks a ticket to get in. And that's not including your popcorn or your drinks or anything like that.
1: Right. No. So Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you can still go there. It it looks real nice. There's a picture of it uh up on their website. Uh, They have more than one location. Uh, So it's called Spotlight Cinemas now. Okay. Um, Yeah. Uh, And they have more than one location. They actually have two locations in Maine, three in New York, and two in South Carolina.
0: So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, the one in South Carolina would be the closest one to us. So we would definitely have to look into I don't know if, if, if so. Which I don't know if the ones in the Carolinas would be you know haunted as much as the one in maine be you know um no i bet it's just the one in maine that's what see i'm thinking the same thing too all right so we can jump on to the very next one this one it wouldn't be a hauntings of ladies and gentlemen if we didn't have a cemetery involved this is Mount Hope Cemetery, and this is in Bangor, Maine. Now, the Mount Hope Cemetery in Bangor, Maine was established in 1836. Since that time, more than 30,000 people have been laid to rest in this cemetery. Mount Hope is not just a traditional cemetery, though. It also has the second garden cemetery. It is also the second garden cemetery in the United States. The Mount Hope Oh. is roughly 300 acres in size, and it and is not only a place where people come to lay their their, lo- their loved ones and friends, but it is also features mausoleum and an assortment of memorials. Now, during its history, Mount Hope was the location for the movie Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. Oh wow. Yeah, so this is where they shot and filmed the movie and it was also part of the inspiration behind Pet Cemetery as well. If Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Now now my question is, is it the location of
0: the original or the remake? I'm willing to bet the original, but we can always check and see with that's just a good yeah, way. I, um but I haven't uh, watched the the remake. I haven't seen the remake either. I could have, when I seen the trailer, I swore to God that was Matthew Perry as the, as the person. But then I was like, no, that's a different, yeah. different guy. It looked a lot like him in the, in the in, the, in the one part where, you know, after his daughter dies and then he the tries to bring it back to life. I don't want to ruin nothing for you. Um, but <laughs> sorry. Anyway. So like I said before, during its history, Mount Hope was, the, was a location in the movie Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. If being a part of a horror movie isn't enough to entice creepy feelings, the cemetery is home to countless soldiers who served in various wars. People have seen shadows and felt an overall sense of uneasiness at the cemetery. Other people, excuse me, other people who have made their way to Mount Hope have claimed to see ghostly figures roaming about. Now, a lot of people will probably say, you know, that anytime you go to a cemetery, no matter what cemetery it is, no matter where it is, no matter what time you go, you always have an uneasy feeling when you're in a cemetery. You know, especially if, you, if you're if you at a funeral, anytime you're at a cemetery, you still get an uneasy feeling. Some people get feelings of peace, some people get feelings of dread, some people get feelings of unease. Um, for me. Anytime I'm in a cemetery, like I look around, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I could be standing on top of a dead body right now and not even know it, you know, I mean, even if you have a pathway to walk, I mean, pretty soon, you know, cemeteries are going to be filled with so many different, you know, and I have to mention the fact that, you know, not everybody who dies gets buried in a cemetery, most people, most bodies are still, you know, bodies are thrown in shallow graves or thrown in the river or thrown other places, you know, and, that, and that's sad enough in itself. But it's the feeling that someone who used to be alive is now underneath you. You see what I'm saying? It's weird. So, right. and, and then, you know, the Pet Pet Cemetery, which, you know, a lot of people don't give it enough credit for being a very scary, scary movie from the point to where you're talking about bringing things back to life, um, you know, and that in and of itself, I mean, 300 acres big, housing 30,000 people, that's... That's a lot of dead bodies. And, you know, for the, and the, the, when it says like, you know, countless soldiers who fought in several wars, they're still, you know, to this day, you know, still maybe can't find peace. And maybe that's them walking around. Um, matter of fact, I'm looking it up right now. And it's also a crematorium for those who want to know. Um, and it's not really Bangor. It's like on that very, it's like on the outskirts of, uh, Bangor and uh, they uh, they actually have a website, uh, mounthopecemetery.com. And um, let me see, forgive me, ladies and gentlemen, my internet's not as fast as chips, so I'm gonna be um, so yeah, yes, they, they also, do. yeah, they, they, they have internment records, they have cremation history, they also applied services, um, a brief history, like you, if you click on history, it kind of tells you a little bit about the history of you know it being. But I don't think it mentions anything about hauntings. This is more of a, um, this is more of like a, how can I say it? More like a press release kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like there's some haunted history here, but we're not going to talk about that shit. We're just going to talk about the good shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, But it is on the National Registry of Historical Places. So, you know, it made the, it, it, it became that back in August of 1974. It's housed many, yeah. It oh. ha, it's many great, has uh, many uh, over thirty thousand people, um, but yeah. What is what are your what are your uh, thoughts on this particular entry? This?
1: Uh, I it's a little weird. Uh, I would expect more coming from a a cemetery and B the cemetery that. Uh, was the location for the movie Pet right. Cemetery? It's uh, interesting, though. So, yeah, it, it's interesting, but I'm not sure that it's right. I don't know
0: haunted, right? Enough and for, for lack of a yeah, yeah, term. yeah, I understand what you mean. And also, this is actually the birthplace because they actually have Stephen King's house. You can actually go to Stephen King's, I guess, the house he grew up in, or it's like a history. It's like a history of his. Um, literature or something like that. It's, yeah, it's called the Stephen King House. Um, It's available, to, it's open 24 hours a day uh, and different things like that. There's a website, stephenking.com if you want to go check that out. Um, and if you actually look at the pictures on the website that we're using, you know, they have, you know, every, you know, bit of, uh, if you want to take a look at the picture of the, of the cinema, the picture of the prison and a picture of the cemetery and all these other great pictures we got. Chip, where can our fans go to see these amazing pictures you can check all this out at hauntedrooms.com. no we're not sponsored one day we, we hope, hope to be exactly um that being said though we're going to be talking about something else in just a second chip let's hit him with the next one all right
1: next up we are going to talk about the lake george regional park yes right Uh, So, uh, various paranormal and intense poltergeist activity is reported on the grounds all throughout the year. Many people have witnessed the strange otherworldly fog and strange apparitions. However, the most terrifying of all the reports is the apparent moving of objects. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, So, many guests have witnessed furniture, being arranged in a certain formation only for it to be completely changed after they turn around for a minute. Oh, wow. See, that right there, I got a
0: little goosebump on that one. I'm like... That reminds me a lot of the movie Paranormal Activity. Never seen it. There's a scene in the movie where they set the table, the lady turns around to put something in the cupboard, and then when she turns back around... The chairs are stacked up on top of the table in an intricate way, and it's like she takes one step and then the chairs just fall off the table in some weird. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a creepy ass movie if you ever see it. Yeah, yeah it's, I creepy. it's creepy seen as fuck. It, so. I'm just telling you.
1: Um. So, in one particular instance, four kids were walking through the woods when they chanced upon a cabin. Curious as to where the cabin or what the cabin had inside, two kids lifted the smaller one to take a look to see what was inside the foggy windows. Good. Nope, it does. The kids saw a dusty old table with chairs randomly placed around and folded up. Nothing out of the ordinary there. However, when the other kid went inside to have a look for herself, what she found was something very different than what her friends described. What she saw was a large, clean, rectangular table with all the chairs perfectly seated around it. Right. Was the girl walking in to meet something sinister or was it a welcoming spirit putting out the chairs for her and her friends? Who knows? what What is certain, however, is the vast amount of paranormal reports coming from several different people of all ages all so right could you
0: imagine walking into a house or walking into a cabin looking around and think oh man this place is kind of dirty it's, it's weird they got you know chairs all over the place it's coffee tables flipped over and then you turn around to look at something else, and then you turn back and look around. Hey, it's nice, and it's set up, and there's food on the table, and there's a candle lit, and there's a ghost sitting there chilling with his pants down, his with his hand down his pants. Hey, y'all, come over here and join me. What are you finna eat? Like or some shit, you know? Like that would be weird in and yeah. of itself. And I'm just like, okay. Oh, Hill m- m- Billy McGhost over there wants to have lunch. Mm-mm, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm running, running, running through the woods. I don't even care. Yep, nope,
1: uh, don't care uh so it says that the Lake george regional park also known as lgrp can be found in the historical manufacturing town of scowhegan the town is indebted to the honorable abner coburn for its prosperity he was the governor of maine from 1863 to 1864 so only a year that's interesting um he also served as the bank and the director of the Maine's. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, so LGRP is day use Lakeside Park established in 1992 and is owned by the state of Maine leased through an interlocal agreement by the towns of Skowhegan and Cannon and managed for public use by Lake George Corporation, uh, also known as LGC. Right. Uh, As the location is the only waterfront park for over a 30-mile radius, the Board of Volunteers continue to work hard year-round to be able to provide the community with fantastic educational programs, trails, special events, and the amenities required to have a fun experience. Okay. Uh, Each and every year the community and visitors uh, somewhere in the upper 20,000 make use of the lake's facilities and surrounding 320 acres to enjoy swimming, fishing, picnicking, biking, hiking, camping,
0: and even skiing. Oh. Um, hey, um, just strange question out of the blue does this shit not remind you a little bit of like oh, I don't know Camp Crystal Lake
1: well I was thinking like, Camp I mean.
0: Crystal Lake
1: <laughs> uh, that hit my mind but also um, do you locally have you ever been to Audubon Acres
0: no I have not been to Audubon no
1: I've been to, okay. Ch- I've been to Chester so, Frost does that count I, Chester Frost I I get, but, uh, so Audubon acres is a private place. You can go and there's trails and they have a cabin and they teach you about animals and all kinds of stuff like that. So it, this kind of reminded me like when I was thinking about it, I was like, Oh, so this is kind of like camp crystal Lake, but also kind of like Audubon acres. When I was in school, they took us there and, uh, everything so okay no I've, never been, uh, no I've never i've never been to
0: audubon Luggers. So.
1: yeah yeah uh we should go one time um you can go and rent a kayak a canoe and everything and just kind of paddle on the water uh yeah there's yeah. trails that you can go hiking through
0: stuff <laughs> like that it's really cool do you really see me in a kayak i mean that guy yeah. go amy help me I <laughs>
1: Be, look,
0: it'd be, be, be like a damn episode of Three Stooges. I'd be out there wilding.
1: Look, bro, if I can do it and I don't know how to swim, you can do it. I'm pretty oh,
0: sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure they put
1: life vest on us. Well, yeah, Yeah, I mean, but then you're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm okay. I don't. That's the thing. I don't. I'm not afraid of the water.
0: You're just afraid of being underneath the water. No, that don't even bother me either.
1: That's
0: <laughs> so what's you crazy. I the water. <laughs> right. Yeah. But anyway, all right. So all right, uh you got the next one up? Got the next one, my friend. It is Wood Island Lighthouse. This is in Saco Bay, Maine. Uh love lighthouses. Love I love lighthouses. lighthouses. Yeah. If I could if I could get a tattoo of a lighthouse, um, I wouldn't want a realistic version of it. I'd want like one of them old school like like Sailor Jerry style lighthouses. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Because I always thought yep. Sailor Jerry when anytime any in my head, anytime I think of a lighthouse um you know which they uh there was a church that it's uh it's, uh, it's right off here off of a uh, 2a i think it's uh it's not i think it might be at shiloh baptist church and right outside is a gigantic lighthouse that's right outside you know you, you see it when you go down the uh yeah that's exactly where you're talking about yeah um you know so i always see the lighthouse as Please forgive me ladies and gentlemen me being from the south uh and being being you know christian i always c- consider the lighthouse like a, a metaphor for jesus you know come to the lighthouse you know come you know guiding you guiding you home pretty much you know that's that's the way i perceive. i perceive lighthouses um i mean you could also look at it
1: uh it, it, you know since we're talking about hauntings and poltergeist guys
0: and stuff I mean, you could always just think you
1: know, Coming to the light, Carol Ann. Come into oh the God!
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely a Poltergeist reference, exactly. But <laughs> anywho, <clears throat> oh yeah. But if I did get a tattoo of a lighthouse, I need to get a Sailor Jerry's. I can't get, have any other style that I would want. I, it had to have. It had to be neo traditional or classic traditional. But anyway, right. um, so yeah, back to what we were talking about here. Now the Sacco Bay, Main sits <clears throat> sits the. Wood Island Lighthouse. Now the original lighthouse was built in 1802 at the request of President Thomas Jefferson. Okay, so we're going back a little bit into the history here. Now the lighthouse ended up in the state of complete disrepair, calling for it to be replaced. Now the lighthouse that stands today is the granite tower that was erected in 1839. The Wood Island lighthouse has a tragic and very violent history attached to it. Based on reports of a murder and subsequent suicide occurred at this location in 1896. From the records, a man who was either a squatter or renting space in the area shot and murdered a man. After realizing what he had done, he went to the top of the lighthouse and killed himself. Keepers who have lived and the, the, the Wood Island Lighthouse say that unexplained shadows appear as well as unusual moanings. Others report say that sometimes locked doors fly open and gunshots can be faintly heard. To save the lighthouse keepers from dealing with the haunted light, in 1972 the old light was replaced with automated lights. Oh, wow.
1: So how does that change anything? Because if it's automated lights and it's haunted, then the ghosts are still going to be like, uh, no, fuck your automated lights. You're going to come on
0: and go off when I tell you to. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, And, I mean, you're going all the way back to 1972 with this, but... I mean, you hear like you can hear like fainting gunshots i mean obviously so we know that okay now is the gun now here's the question is the gunshot the murder or is the gunshot the suicide you know it doesn't really say how the man, it doesn't no. really say how the man killed himself i mean he could I mean, you already had the gun in your hand so you might as well do it um but then again you're a few it's, if you went to the top of the lighthouse i mean why go up there? Just do I mean, He may have jumped off thinking maybe he could fly, you know, or something along those right. lines, you know? Um, but anytime you're dealing with murder, suicide, that's always a, ugh, that's always a, that's always a touchy subject, you know? Um, especially for, you know, when you hear the unusual moanings, which could that be moans of pain? Could that be moans of sorrow? Could those be moans of just regret? you know what exactly are the moans? you know and then for locked doors to suddenly fly open um that's i mean again i mean we're going back to more paranormal activity you know because the, the movie happened is the same thing i'm not going to ruin it for you i'm just kind of i'm trying to put that in your head go watch paranormal activity if you hate it great if you don't i don't care anyway uh <laughs> but I, I just never I, I guess because of my
1: disbelief in ghosts I, I've never
0: had the desire to go and watch it.
1: You know what I mean? Right. I understand. But, um, but, at,
0: but at the end of the day, you know, even if, even if it, because it, it's a movie. So obviously, you know, movies are going to have some level of embellishment. In some cases, a lot of embellishment. And especially yeah. with, you know, a lot of these quote unquote found footage films, which, what, which we talked about it when we did this podcast. It's horrible. Our horror movie episode. Anytime we talk about found footage films, 85 to 90% of those movies are based in some form around horror, you know, or faux documentaries or things like that. But yeah, um, if you get a chance, not trying to force it on you, but if you get a chance, just check out the first one. And if you don't like the first one, you ain't got to watch any of the other ones. But you can tell later on, especially with four and five, that it's very much on the nose, like, okay, this is clearly found footage and not something that's right. But it does get really, really freaky in in the first one, you know. So even and even if you're not a believer in ghosts, you can still, you know, get some goose pimples on watching the first one, I think. But anyway, right. um but yeah, this one this one's uh anytime you're dealing with suicide, murder and suicide, it's always very scary. Um, you know, cuz you don't know again, yeah. what some people are capable of. Um so that being said, we can jump on ahead to the very next one, Bubba. You got it? Next up is the Carriage House
1: Inn in Searsport, Maine. Uh, So what it says is Captain John McGilvey had a Victorian mansion built in 1874. That mansion became what is now known today as the Carriage House Inn. In its history, the Carriage House was not only a retreat for people such as famous painter Waldo Pierce, Mm -hmm. It was also an army garrison. Oh, huh, that's that interesting. interesting. Yeah, today people can come stay in the house uh, in three of the thirteen rooms in the inn. The rest of the rooms remain off limits. Now that's interesting. Why would you only? If you have thirteen rooms in this particular inn, why would you only allow three of them to be? Um,
0: Used. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean it, that's a little yeah. Odd. It is odd. Like, I mean, if it was, you know, you had thirteen rooms and twelve of them can be used, but only one can't be. You know, uh, one's off limits. Then I can kind of understand that, or, or two at the most. Maybe even three if you're really like not too on the nose about it. But damn, three rooms is all that you can. Like, okay, why can't I go in these other rooms? What what's in these other rooms that I'm not supposed to know about?
1: Yeah, that's that's. I mean, if if they would have said, all right, you can come and stay in ten of the thirteen rooms, then I'd be like, all right, that's that's cool. You know, they got these three rooms. There's probably some storage, yeah, or whatnot. Maybe break room you know? for
0: people, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, but uh, for only three, that's a little weird. Really weird. All right, so uh, just to to further go through with this. Uh, People who visit the Carriage House Inn have stated that they have experienced different paranormal activity. Expert paranormal investigators state that there are, in fact, a minimum of two ghosts haunting the inn. Minimum. Minimum of two. The
0: two ghosts minimum. (laughs) Yep. Uh,
1: (laughs) One couple (laughs) visiting stated they experienced the sensation of someone sitting on the bed with them as they woke up oh, wait the rake is this the rake <laughs> it could be it could be the rake the wife of that same couple stated that she saw a woman with long hair dressed in an old fashioned garb combing her hair in their room
0: oh okay that's creepy
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yes that was creepy uh cause if
1: I'm you know if I'm Now, if I have just woke up and I see, you know, a figure or whatnot, I'm probably not going to think too much about it at first because I'm like, man, I'm just waking up. I don't, you know, once I get my eyes open, open and I'm like, all right, I'm up. And then there's still somebody standing
0: there. I'm like, hold the fuck (laughs) up. I can imagine like some guy and some girl in that room staying the night. The girl wakes up first, see the woman combing her hair in the in the, in in the in the mirror. She looks over her boyfriend like, "Who's this bitch?" You know, you're like, "What? What bitch? What are we talking about?" And then he turns around and she's gone or something. Yeah. He's like, "Girl, get your go put your ass go lay your ass back down and go back to sleep." Yeah. <laughs> what the, fuck, who is the fuck is that? <laughs> no, be no, no, hey, Mike, no, 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 who no, the fuck no. is this? God <laughs> <the> bitch. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I have will call somebody. I don't even know who the fuck you're talking about. Uh, but anyway, go ahead. Continue. So, I'm
0: sorry.
1: Yeah. Other guests have heard knocking music and even smelled cigar smoke when there was
0: no one around them mm. smoking but that could be so, a violation that could be a violation um, thing too people smoking in other rooms because sometimes especially them old buildings man a lot of those ac uh, a lot of those ac pipes are connected together those ac vents are connected together um um you know because most you know most uh most hotels especially back then all they all the whole place ran on maybe one maybe two at the most ac units you know like central heat and air and stuff even if they had central heat and air back then which i doubt they did so you know but i but then again you can also like you can walk into a, a, a house like and the walls would be like yellow almost because of all the smoke and all the the carbon dioxide from the smoke and the nicotine and things like that so yeah that's something that's, you know, which thank God I don't smoke anymore. I, like, I, like I was walking um, where I work at now. I'm working on I'm working on the steel yard and then I'm driving from one end to the other and you where you have to drive when you're on the forklift, and you got to drive from one into the other. You actually go past this breezeway and that's where the smoking area is. And even when no one's there smoking and you drive by it, you can still smell it like someone just there. And then it's like, oh, God, thank God I don't smoke that shit no more, you know? So you know you yeah. know so yeah which which i still which it's it, it's so crazy because even though i don't smoke anymore and even though I, I can't stand the smell of cigarette smoke anymore i still crave a black and mild every once in a while you know and i know that that's it might sound crazy me being two and a half years quit and still crave it sometimes but you know I mean, it, it's just, it is what it is. You know, maybe I don't have all the nicotine in my system yet. I don't know. But anyway. um,
1: Yeah, it's it's just weird. Uh, I mean, I haven't smoked in uh, whew, 10 longer years. Than
0: it's longer than that. And, uh, no, it's oh, 10 I years. Could, i uh, 37. Before. I quit when I was 27. Okay. I could have swore. I could have swore it was like 11 or 12 or
1: something.
0: I know you quit way before I no, did. No.
1: Yeah, yeah. I qu- I was 27 years old. Uh, that's when Bob had her uh, yeah. heart attack. Yeah, yeah. I do remember
0: that because you had cause you had just bought a yep. pack of uh, Menthols and you looked at it and you just chunked them out the window, unopened and everything. Oh my God, a free pack of cigarettes. Yep. <laughs> that, that or either that or they got ran over by the cab car or something like that. But anyway, yeah, either either which way, I didn't need you them I uh, had I right, looked back. Exactly. Um, yeah. So this one's very interesting you know it kind of reminds like you like remember when we did the uh the creepypasta episode and we had talked about the keyhole and the room key you know, about the lady looking yep. could that be like maybe a situation happening here where one of the rooms is maybe haunted by someone similar to that in a sense like you know the, the you know because you don't want no one going in his room it's it's, it's possible, possible. I'm, I'm not saying it is i'm just saying it's possible uh that being said me one second Excuse me. Uh, So the next one we're going to talk about is museums of old York. So this is the old North, not New York, old York, and this is in old York, Maine. Now, let me click on this real quick. I'm so sorry. Okay, now. The Museums of Old York, formerly referred to as Old York Historical Society, is the result of a merger between three historical entities. The Old York Historical Improvement Society, the Old Gow Museum Committee, and the Society for Preservation of Historical Landmarks in York County. As one of New England's very earliest settlements, York also has been labeled the nation's very first city. Incorporated in 1642, the York Village Historical Museum has nice historic museum buildings that has renowned education programs. Visitors have the opportunity to experience more than 300 years of English heritage, as well as get to listen to talent tales of prisoners, sea captains and families who have traveled near and far to find a better life for them. Now, here's where we get to the hauntings. Haunted reports from this during the days of the colonial witch hunt. Oh, so we're going back. Okay, here, Okay, so I'm, <laughs> this is it. Uh, wow, we're we're going way back. back. Okay, back in the day, anyway, sorry, okay. Back to back on to it, okay. During the days of the colonial witch hunting, the museum served as a town hall of the village of York there was a lady who was hung right in front of the town hall and since her death there has there have been many reports of doors opening and closing by themselves cold spots objects changing position local town residents would be quick to tell you about a figure of a woman who walks down the road by herself she is thought to be the quote unquote white witch Even children in the daycare located just across the museum have told of a nice and friendly lady in white who comes over to play with them during recess. Hold the fuck up. My kids don't talk strangers. I don't give a, fuck. Don't give a right. fuck how friendly she is, and I don't give a fuck what she looks like. Listen, this is 2020, and there's all kinds of crazy shit that people do with children. Fuck them, and fuck this situation. No, you don't talk to strangers. You stay near the, you stay near the playground, and where's the security? Where's security at with this daycare? You don't, no, you don't go have no random ass, strange ass lady in white walk up to the damn daycare thinking, oh, this is just a nice lady. Fuck you, that's a witch. Get the, get it the fuck away from my kid. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Lord Jesus. But anyway... So yeah, I think it's interesting because it, it goes, it dates all the way back to colonial times and never realizing that old York, I mean, it is like what, you, what we said earlier, it was essentially the very first city. Um. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's definitely uh, something to, I guess, hang your hat on the fact that you know, you, okay, now it says no trip to Maine would be complete without visiting the museums um and it says that there are nine historic buildings which provide visitors with the opportunity to learn about the 300-year history um and there's also one called jefford's tavern that state and that one dates all the way back to 1750 whereas the visitor center is connected to the remic there it goes to the remake barn in 1837 and the historic emerson wilcock home dating back all the way to 1742 was once a tavern, post office, and general store. And Each of these buildings have their own interesting past and their own interesting stories. So whenever you're in Maine, go check out Old York Museums. They're, they got a lot of interesting things to talk about. So make sure you check that out. Yeah. Um, how, how, how are you looking about this one? Because this one's very old school, if you will, going all the way back to those days. I, th- I find it interesting, especially when we talk about the older stuff.
1: Yeah, I find it interesting, but I'm also kind of a history buff, and I love museums. So, you know, if we're going to go that route, uh, then I'm all in.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, so we're coming up on the last one. Chip, if you want to go ahead and knock this one out.
1: The last one for the evening, we're going to talk about the Kennebec Arsenal in Augusta, Maine. Uh, so, the original stone building located at the Kennebec Arsenal in Augusta, Maine, was constructed for military purposes following the War of 1812. Now, you want to talk about some it history? Uh, when it was no longer needed to serve as a location to protect the coastal borders in 1901, the building made a shift from military usage to a mental hospital. Here we go. Ooh. There we go. Uh so the main state hospital purchased the property and expansions were made. The property was later named the Augusta Mental Health Institute. Okay. So that's pretty interesting. Very interesting. Uh, you know, the 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 main state hospital purchased it. Then they changed the name, turned it into a mental hospital. Um, So it says thousands, thousands of mentally ill adults and children passed through the doors of the Kennebec arsenal when it was a mental, when it was a mental hospital. Mm -hmm. So that tells me it is no longer a mental hospital. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, There are countless stories in regards to the horrific treatment Mm -hmm. the patients who lived in the facility were subjected Mm -hmm. to. Some reports state that thousands of people died in the facility only to be buried in unmarked graves. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, though you know, back in the day, those used to be called pauper's graves, uh, you know, for people didn't have enough money to purchase a plot to be buried in and all that. They just
0: threw him in a hole and said, Hey, here's where he lies,
1: right? Yeah, so, uh, that was that always gets me, you know. Um, uh, when people are just kind of thrown in these random holes and like, all right, there's you know, thirty people, uh, in this particular hole, but we don't know who right. they are.
0: I always think that you know we should exactly. I, I agree exactly. Because you, so, you, you wouldn't, yeah, because you the, wouldn't want your loved ones to be one of those people thrown in there, and you wouldn't want yourself to be one of those people thrown in there that your family would have to worry about where you are. Right.
1: Uh, so it says that the facility officially closed its doors in 2000 Oh, wow. Right. Presently, access to the Kennebec Arsenal lands and structures is against the law. Really? Wow. Well, read that again. Uh, yeah. Read that again. Presently, so currently right. to this day, uh twenty twenty access to the Kennebec Arsenal lands and structures is against the law. Wow. That's like if you get caught in this particular area, you're going to jail. Do not pass code, do not collect two hundred dollars straight
0: to jail. That is crazy.
1: Yeah. Uh, It says, prior to this, though, sightings of ghostly apparitions in the facility were common, as were unusual sounds and sometimes the cries of former residents.
0: Oh, wow. That's crazy. There's actually a page on it, actually oh wow but it doesn't does it give an example of why it's against the
1: law it it doesn't and i did a little bit of research uh but i can't find anything about it
0: here, here here's, uh, here's something it says in 2006 the arsenal was slated for renovation however no work on the landmark was done the vandals broke windows and sprayed graffiti the owner Main Street 1 LLC claimed that the poor economic hampered their efforts to renovate and maintain the property it says by November 9th 2013 so just 7 years ago 5 of the 6 buildings on the site had zero had new rule, roofs and were in the process of getting or in the process of getting them. windows were sealed or temporarily boarded up along with other work, Uh, Neiman, I guess that's the uh, the uh, attorney general, uh, claimed also revealed some of the plans for the site, including renovating the gatehouse into offices for his firm and renovating the barracks into two residential units or an office space. State officials, while stating they are pleased with the repairs, said in the lawsuit will continue. The state agreed to extend deadlines related to the suit as repairs were made, as well as the participation in supervised meditation sessions. It says that the loss, a lawsuit was. Okay, I, I jumped the gun. I was looking back here at something else. Uh.
1: Yeah, so uh, I found this site and it it just says that uh, there's a series of old tunnels that that exists underground through the Kennebec Arsenal. And according to the Portland Press Herald, uh, says the grounds are privately owned, as well as old stone buildings are monitored by police who are looking for trespassers and police that the tunnels and many of the buildings are unsafe. Uh you say recent. recently... Oh, go ahead. I, I was to say, recently, uh, this article that I'm reading was... Uh, it was written in August of 2016. Okay. Uh, so, in August of 2016, a United mm-hmm. Army recruiter by the name of Joel Kruger got in tour of the old buildings and shared some of the photos on Facebook. Um, uh, I will. Uh, Let me see. Yes, I'm pulling. Excuse me. Uh, I, I'm pulling up his Facebook page now.
0: You better hope, uh, you better hope he don't have it blocked. Do my best to link that. Do what? I said. You better hope he doesn't have it. Uh, or like set to private or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. I, I'll I'll do my best to link it in the show description uh so you can also go look at yeah here it is uh so it just pulls up uh, and it's it's actually to uh the facebook page of the Kennebec arsenal so uh huh it's it's interesting the last the last uh post on the Facebook page was said it says uh, November 2nd, 2017 and it says many people were murdered here including children with no record of where they were buried. Rumor has it that they are buried along, uh, along the along that's weird. It says they are buried along the along the nearby waterfront in unmarked graves.
0: Wow. That's insane, yeah. dude. It, it kind of puts like... Like, it kind of puts a... Yeah. Put, it kind of puts, puts and perspective for you, though. You know? Oh, it does. It does.
1: Uh, but there's also... Like, there's there's tons of of pictures on here uh You know and uh, it's interesting. Uh, so I will definitely link, uh, I'll put this link in the show description for sure. Absolutely. That way, you guys can go and check it out, see some pictures, uh, and everything. Yeah,
0: yeah all of them very, uh, very different. Um, is there one like? Out of all the ones that we talked about so far, which one was the one that interests you, or the, or the one you found the most interesting?
1: Uh, there would be two. Right. Uh, two in my opinion. Okay. Uh, the first one would be the Strand Cinema in Galway. Yes. I I thought that was pretty interesting, and uh, the other one was the uh, Museum of Old York.
0: Yeah, that one was very good. I thought that was interesting, very Um, historical. What about for you? For me, um, I enjoyed uh, the story of the um, the Lake George Regional Park West. Um, you know, the different you know, because it's you know, it's because it, I don't know, something about it like made it seem like it was just different, you know, and it was the uh, I guess the whole thing of like the history with you know, kind of what you remind you of, um, you know, of the of the different uh, what was the name that you that you said it was not Chester Frost, the other thing that you said, the other place you were talking about, the Camp Crystal Lake one kind of reminded me of that one you had said something you had said a different one i can't remember uh audubon acres audubon acres yeah um you know something similar to that um the 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 tale of you know people looking and then they turn around look back and it's completely different um you know almost like the ghosts are you know intentionally fucking with you messing with your head kind of thing um and i also enjoy the, the museums of old york as well i think having the history behind you know, which I mean, you all—you would assume that they would have I me mean, if, if this was back in the old colonial witch hunting days, they would have something, something along the lines of maybe that along with it, you know what I mean? And um, right. it'd be interesting to hear some of those old stories as well. Um, so, but that is it, ladies and gentlemen, for The Hauntings of Made. We really, really hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, on the next episode of The Hauntings that we're going to be talking about the state of Maryland. And then after that is the state of Massachusetts. And we're going to have two more episodes of... Um, the normal long form movement radio episodes, uh, in between the, uh, the hauntings of next week, as chip talked about next week is going to be a rock retrospective of Lincoln park. That's going to be an interesting episode. Um, chip, anything else you got, uh, you got coming down the pipe for movement radio. Uh, no,
1: man, we just got, um, you know, uh, Join us Thursday for our weekly NFL picks. Next Sunday for the uh, perspective on Lincoln Park. Time Stick out. with us for the rest time. of our uh... time
0: out. Time so out. What? Time out. Okay, I what, kicked I, okay, it to you because I thought I, that you would remember oh, this upcoming really, week. There you go. About. There you go.
1: There you go. Over that stuff, I'm. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. So, since day one, um, this Thursday on our weekly NFL picks, it will actually be our 100th episode of Movement Radio. Um, we're gonna try to, yeah, we're going to try to do something special, uh, either. That episode or episode just to uh, commemorate 100th episode there's a lot of podcasts that do not make it that long yeah, and but yeah. uh, I'm just thankful that that we did I am thankful that we're you know we're gonna hit a hundred uh, this week and
0: I don't see any looking back we're, we're gonna just keep on keep on keep it on. Keep on keeping on. This just like the song says. Um, before we get out of here yeah. today, I don't know if we're going to run it. Um, we may just end up doing just a commercial on the uh, sports show, but I'll go ahead and throw it out there now. Shout out to our good friend Sean Thompson over there at Thompson Personal Training. Oh Lord, he's gonna kick my ass Monday. But anyway, uh, but no nah, man, he does a lot of good workouts. He does the workouts that it's gonna it's gonna make you feel like you're gonna die, but you're gonna want to keep on doing it. It's one of those type of workouts, and I can already tell with me doing you know, a few weeks of his training, like I can already tell my cardio has gotten so much better because he gives these very, very high intense workouts and he doesn't yell at you or scream at you or get angry with you. He helps you out. He motivates you because that's his job. His job is to motivate you, not to not to tell you, oh, you're a piece of shit if you don't do this. No, no, no. Like he is very good at motivating and very good at getting the best out of everybody that he works with. So shout out to Sean. Y'all go check him out. Uh, Facebook uh, Sean Thompson or Thompson's personal training on Facebook go check it out go see what it's all about he's got a deal right now where if you sign up for three months you get the fourth month absolutely free so make sure you go check that out and take advantage of it if you're serious about losing weight getting in better shape go check him out and it, I, I tell you now you will not regret it he will he, he will help you get into the best shape of your life guarantee it that also being said Shout out to the boys over there at uh, Turn the Buckle Podcast. How do you take your wrestling? Chat with Gunner, Seeking Human Victims. Everybody who's been doing going on this endeavor with us in the podcasting world. We love you guys. Hope you guys are doing good. Go check out their content. It's going to be amazing. All that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. Rock Retrospectives next week. Hauntings of Maryland the week after that. And then a very disturbing episode right after that. You'll know more about that in the weeks to come. Chip, let's hit him with the outro yes so with
1: that being said please do not leave without me. comment share and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform
0: follow us on all of our social media Facebook Twitter and Instagram make sure you go to our Facebook I'm sorry let me try that one more time our YouTube channel make sure you subscribe and click that bell to get notified of our latest videos I am Chip Hazard I am Talon Williams
1: is movement radio
0: Get this movement radio